I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, August 15th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Jay, so blast from the past. I just saw that they are launching or releasing a new Motorola Razr. So let me describe it to you. It looks a lot like the old Motorola Razr. I guess it was, what, like the mid-2000s, where it was like a thin flip phone. It's got two screens on it now. But the only problem is that it's only going to be available in China. Now, Jay, I had a Motorola Razr. I think I had a black one, and it was very cool at the time. What was your first phone? What was the most memorable phone that you had? (laughs) Well, those are two different questions, but this is also one of those questions like, tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are. I want, exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. (laughs) I, what's now, I'll tell you what it's listed as now on eBay, because I wanted to make sure I had the model number right. It's right now called the Nokia Old School Mobile Phone. It's model 638AU. And it was a good phone. Its major drawback was that you would butt dial all the time. I couldn't figure out how to lock it. So I called a lot of now, people by mistake. Now, Jay, I, don't, I hope you don't get offended by this. But was it was it one of the brick ones? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I left the yeah, word so- brick out of it. But yes, it was one of the brick <laughs> ones. No, it wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. It did fit like in my pocket, but it didn't okay. like have anything special. And it did have an antenna you could extend, though. So it was it was early days. Yeah, those those early cell phones. I, I just remember, you know, the, it's it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me. What was a T nine where you had to pick the letter to text? Yeah, and I was right. on a prepaid Virgin Mobile plan. It was just a totally different. It, it's and by the way, it wasn't even that long ago. If you really like, if you think about it, it was you know ten years ago. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just it's it's uh it's totally different now. And so it was a fun blast from the past. It was Brett. Aside from finding out how old I actually am, what do we have for peak dolls today? You know, you're young at heart, Jay. For our first story, Canadian employers are turning to the temporary foreign workers program. For our second story, weddings are getting more expensive. For our last story, Canada's North is struggling with soaring food prices. For our first story, as Canadian employers face the lowest unemployment rates in decades, they're moving to fill roles with temporary foreign workers, or TFWs for short. This, according to the Global Mail. So, Brett, what is the temporary foreign worker program? Yeah, so I thought it'd be good to just kind of set some context here. So there are over 1 million open roles in Canada right now, many of which don't actually pay enough to attract Canadian workers. And so what they do is they go after these temporary foreign workers to fill in these labor gaps. Work in farming was by far the most in demand, making up about 21,000 of the total approvals. Cooks came in second at 2,100, followed by greenhouse workers at about 1,900. Yeah, and that's important. It, companies go out there, they try to find these workers, and the government has to approve these workers to come to Canada, and they basically pay them less than they do Canadian employees. Now, Maple Leaf Foods has ramped up its use of the program and Recipe, which owns restaurant chains like Harvey's and my favorite, the Keg, is helping its franchisees adopt it. To meet the demand, the federal government updated the TFW program back in April to give companies more access to foreign low-wage workers to address these labor shortages. But this isn't without problems, as you can imagine. Some economists say the move could stop employers from raising wages for domestic workers or making investments that improve productivity from the long term with this kind of stopgap initiative. And labor advocates have also voiced concerns about permits that tie workers to one employer and cases of unpaid wages and unsafe living conditions. Which brings us to the big picture. To hire through the TFW program, employers have to prove that not a single soul in Canada wants to do the work. But there's a really fine line between opening opportunities to foreign workers and taking advantage of cheaper labor. For our second story, as the post-pandemic wedding boom picks up in Canada, so are wedding parties. The only problem, they've become more expensive than ever. And you can thank inflation for that, Jay. So 
Jay, I've gone to a couple of weddings. I've gone to a few bachelor parties, and I've even noticed that they're getting a bit more expensive this year. What's going on? Well, people are too stressed about the cost of literally everything to worry about racking up credit card debt for what's supposed to be a carefree time with friends, parading around in a city in coordinated outfits, and having some wholesome fun. That sounds about right. And as trendy multi-day experience-based events pick up in popularity, the costs are soaring higher than the groom-to-be's blood alcohol levels. Let's break down the cost, Jay. Well, the first is obviously travel costs. Flights, rental cars, and hotels have increased by 48.5%, 7.3%, and 18.5% this year alone relative to flights, rental cars, and hotels, and pushing the destination celebrations really out of budget. Now, ticket prices saw the biggest increase across all U.S. goods and services last month, and these are a staple of, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call it a bro-centric bachelor party, just a good old-fashioned time, fun. You know, I, I remember we talked about this on the pod once. I went to a Canada-USA soccer match in Nashville for a bachelor party. I remember that. Lucky it was back then and not now because it would have been much more expensive. But food exactly. inflation has outpaced general inflation this year, while production costs have boosted the cost of booze, running up the cost of even how low-key dinner and drinks actually end up on your credit card. And here's the bottom line. Given the outrageous prices, it's understandable why 36% of respondents to a survey by Assure said they've declined a wedding party invitation and just for money reasons alone, Jay. And for our last story, the global food crisis that's wreaking havoc on the world's poorest nations is also taking its toll on Canada's most remote northern communities. Now, in Nunavut, in Nunavut's capital of Iqaluit, bags of cherries... And this is crazy, Jay. Bags of cherries are now selling for $21, while six packs of bottled water, they cost $19, double the average price in, in other Canadian provinces. Food prices are so high because none of it relies on bi-weekly food airlifts for fresh food and annual cargo ship drop-offs for packaged good and non-perishable items. And this is why Northern food prices matter. None of it already faces the highest level of food insecurity in Canada, 57% of households as of 2018. And soaring food costs are putting even more people at risk. In the past, these high food prices have been partially offset by annual salaries that are also higher than the national average, but wages haven't kept up with inflation. Now, prices are off the charts for the average resident and unaffordable for anyone in between jobs. Now, here's the bottom line. The federal and territorial governments have put money into food voucher programs and food hamper programs, but it's long-term investments in infrastructure to actually ensure that that food supply is always there and people need it. That's what's needed the most right now. Pete Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at ridpeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson, 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, have a good week. Yeah, me too, Jeff.